Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? Uh, me? <laughs> yes, a nervous wreck. Oh! <laughs> it's spoop hour. post-Thanksgiving spoop hour. Were you very thankful? I was very thankful. I was less thankful considering that at the beginning of the week some asshole scraped my brand new fucking car in a parking lot and did not leave a note and did $600 worth of damage with the potential for more damage being under the bumper and I won't know until this week. So Uh, I'm thankful that most people aren't assholes. Yeah. Um, And I'm thankful that my cat is healthy. She got some blood work done over the weekend. She may be old, but she's good. She's not old. Yeah. She's almost eight, so technically she's a senior. But and, and your mom visited you. This my week. mom visited me. <laughs> third priority after yeah, third car priority. fuck up. And, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> my mom visited, and that was good. Um, she actually she had a semi spooky thing happen to her in that she gets back to her house. She flew back um, on Saturday morning, and she sends me this email saying, "Did you put this in my suitcase?" And it's this, or no, it was not even that. She was just like, does this make me a witch? And it was this picture of this like plastic red pepper that she found in her suitcase. And I was like, haha, I don't know what that is, but I I guess not. And my mom goes, oh, you didn't, I thought you put it in there. And I was like, no, I put nothing in your suitcase. And she's like, well, okay, well, her significant other sometimes hides things. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just ask him about it, whatever. And she asked him about it, and he's like, I don't know what that is. So some ghost put a plastic pepper in my mom's suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like ghosts do. Like ghosts do. The pepper ghost. Peppery ghosts. Great. Ghost Um, peppers! (gasps) We just busted this conspiracy wide wide open. open. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Ghost peppers are literal ghosts. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That was rough. Um, well... <laughs> we're I'm, drinking wine. Yeah, we are drinking wine. Um, it's I, a kosher blackberry wine. It's very good. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. It was a birthday present it, to us. Yeah, and it's it's quite nice. Yeah. Kind of tartly sweet. Yes. Um, I'm thankful that my brother is back at school. <laughs> <laughs> L- I love him. I was, like, so excited when we went and, like, picked him up and brought him sure. home. And then a day passed, and I was like... That's enough of this! I'm glad that <laughs> you're going back to school. Um, I know that feel. Yeah, and we ate a lot, but Good. we didn't have... We, we're done with our leftovers, like, already. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got through... Um, Even all the pies? Sasha yeah. had many pies. Uh, we're still working on the pumpkin one. Oh, the pumpkin um, one, Sasha! Well, no, because we had, we had one... We, there, my Thanksgiving was just me, my parents, and my brother, and we made an apple pie, a persimmon pie, we bought a pumpkin pie, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to make vegan pull-apart monkey bread, <laughs> um, because Courtney made some a couple weeks ago, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I want to make this for my brother, but he's got like severe allergies, so I'm like, I'm going to make this allergy-friendly, vegan-friendly, like it's going to be great, <laughs> and then we get to dinner, and we have like all the desserts out, and we're Every like, single person can have their own dessert. Oh shit. <laughs> Like we didn't even hit the persimmon pie until, like, Friday afternoon. Nice. So. Whereas for our Thanksgiving dinner, we had two fancy frozen pizzas. So we nice. did, like, urban pie and screaming Sicilian, and we put some toppings on the screaming Sicilian. Um, so there weren't a ton of leftovers with that because it was frozen pizza. Oh, so I was still. thankful that I didn't have to do that much cooking. Right? <laughs> and I made pho for the first time, and it was actually really good Ooh, and nice. quite easy. Good. So. Very foodie weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a lot of cooking. Yeah. So. Last night we went to... Um, uh, that one place in Tyson's, <laughs> Earl's Kitchen. Oh my God, it took me a little bit. That one place. That one place. Um, Earl's Kitchen, and I had 
Um, pretty good tacos. Um, they were a little spicy, and I was, like, dying while I stayed through my second taco. <laughs> but um, deliciously. And our waitress looked like Alicia Keys. It was oh. very interesting. Are you sure it wasn't Alicia Keys? It was not Alicia Keys. When you Did look you at her ask? from the front, she doesn't oh. look like Alicia Keys. When you look at her from the side, side like, she looked like Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Yeah. It was great. It was a large topic of conversation at dinner. Yeah. I have, yeah. A, f- I have a funny story about Alicia Keys. So, um, I... I believe we both did, but um, mm-hmm. when I attended the Women's March, mm. we were too far from the stage to hear it. Oh, yeah. Because um, we were over by the Hirschhorn, and that mm-hmm. was as close as we could get. We yeah. were like, whatever, we're just going to plant ourselves here so we can find the other member of our group and we'll be good. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman on the stage, and we were far enough back that we couldn't even hear the Jumbotron, right. really, or like really see who was on there right. other than like, this is a person who looks like someone that I should probably know who it is. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at it. We're like, is that Alicia Keys? And then we just hear this girl is on fire. And I'm like, yep, it's Alicia Keys. (laughs) We were at, we were on the, uh, the lawn in front of um, the department of energy and we were close enough to the jumbotrons. And I was, um, you know, just kind of people watching or whatever. And then my dad goes, Oh, Alicia Keys. Because my dad went to the Women's March with us. Bless. Um, but yeah, none of that is very spooky, except... I mean, it's that spooky that a pepper turned up in my mom's that suitcase. Is, yeah, just that. Like, so I, I jokingly was like, I don't know who put that in there, ghost emoji. But now I genuinely don't know who put that in there, ghost emoji. Ghost emoji. <laughs> so, drug, I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, so this is Spoop Hour, um, an hour where we talk about spoops and whatnot. Yes. Um, things that are a little bit spooky. Yes. Um, usually and kind of funny. Usually not very too funny. scary. We're um, hilarious. Yeah, because we're not we're not a serious ghost podcast. We are a funny ghost podcast. Because otherwise, we would both be peeing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Because we are wusses. We are. It's we, fine. We're a couple of just Halloweenies. Super Halloweenies. <laughs> um, we are at Spoop Hour on Twitter, and our mm-hmm. email address where you can contact us and share some stories if you've got any, or ask us questions, or ask us questions. Whatever like, you feel like. If there's a topic you want us to cover, oh you know, yeah, send yeah, us that. Please send us that. Um, if you want to guest host and talk about something, email us. Email us. Or DM us. Um, but our email is spoophour at gmail.com. S-P-O-O-P-H-O-U-R. I'm yes. so proud of you for spelling yeah, I can it correctly. Spell. <laughs> English um, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hit us up in all of the places. Um, today we have a very special theme, and that theme is... Ocean spoop. So we're going to talk about ghost ships and shipwrecks and all of the spooky things that live under the sea. Obviously not all of them. The mm-hmm. sea is massive and full of terrors. Right. Because, <laughs> um, like, I'm low-key afraid of the ocean. Not because I'm that concerned about drowning, but just because we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Oh, we talked about that. We were watching America's Next Top Model and cycle. Like, yeah, uh, I think it was 13? <laughs> 13? Yeah. yeah the one that was, aired in 2009. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And they did a photo shoot where they had to be underwater. And I was like, I'm not that afraid of drowning so much as just, like, the ocean is so big and things that are that big make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm scared of the ocean because I don't like water where I can't see my feet. Which I can't see the bottom. My best friend is the exact yeah. same way. And if, I, if I'm if i not touching, like, if my toe can't, my big toe can't touch or, like, graze the bottom mm-hmm. of wherever I am, I start panicking. So I do not like the ocean very much. <laughs> Um, I like it when I feel safe. Yeah. And so, like, if I'm just looking at it, if I'm in it up to, like, my waist, I'm good. Yeah. But anything more than that, and you're asking a lot of me, because I hate that feeling where you're, like, walking along, walking along, and then you go to put your foot down, and, and there's, there's like a nothing. Dip, and it's a little bit cold, and you're like, no! And in that moment, you're like, oh, God, this is how I die. <laughs> this is how I <laughs> die. Something's going to come out yeah. of the depths and grab me. <laughs> the ocean is spooky. There's <laughs> so, a lot of it we haven't discovered. There's so much there's about so the much. ocean that we just don't <laughs> so understand. Scary. What even is the ocean? We, we just, just don't, don't know. know. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Um, um, specifically, ghost ships, shipwrecks, and then a um, couple featured creatures from yeah. the down depths. And um, I've got a story about an island. Which is in the ocean. Right? So, there we go. On theme. Uh-huh. So, tell us your island story, Sasha. Well, actually, before we do that, I <gasps> want to introduce our snack. Ooh, so yes. On top here, of this is what it sounds that like. Have, that, that was the wrapper. So, when you hear the crinkle, that's because we're eating. Um, so, this kind of ties into my story. Um, my significant other's mom just came back from Okinawa, which is also where my mom is from. Yes. Um, and she They're not brought, the same mom. They're not the same mom. It's not from up on Poppy Hill bullshit, although that is mostly how I describe your relationship. <laughs> from up on Poppy Hill bullshit. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we have so much in common. And I'm like, that's some from up on, up on Poppy, Poppy Hill, Hill bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> um, so the snack is um, Chinsko, 
which is a type of cookie. Um, it is kind of a mildly sweet shortbread. Um, oh. It's not very, like, strong on the sugar. Um, well, a lot of desserts from places that aren't America are pretty light on sugar, yeah. I've um, found. So it's like a little round um, cookie, but we got some white chocolate-covered and dark hey. chocolate-covered chinsko. Um, I like it. It's very... Um, the word that I'm thinking of is stuff buddy, but no, that's in Japanese. This is it's very, it's very light and um, like I don't know, like like a very airy biscuit. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really like that. Um, so so my story does take place in Okinawa. So um, I'm gonna eat so this gonna Okinawan eat this cookie, cookie while you tell me this story. All right. I'm starting with a dark chocolate one because I prefer dark chocolate to white yeah. chocolate because white chocolate isn't really chocolate. You heard it here first. <laughs> what do you think? Mmm. Good. It is very soft body. Yeah, very soft body. It's you almost like... You're pretty folks. <laughs> Imagine a Kit Kat, but with, like, air instead of whatever binds the crisp layers yeah. together. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I really like Chinsko. And this one, nice. these are chocolate-flavored, co- chocolate chocolate-covered Chinsko. Yeah, the dark chocolate one's excellent. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there we go. Um, it's Chinsko. Gonna wash it down with some wine. Look it up. Um, sponsor our podcast, sponsor Chinsko. Our po- <laughs> I know you listen to it. Right, don't pretend is... you don't. Yeah, I don't even know what which brand this is because there's so many different confectioners that have, but that's the most common like logo for this. Yeah, so it's whatever brand that is. Um. Anyway, so Okinawa in 1970-ish. Okay, this is a story from my mom. Uh, my mom, who is Okinawan, um, when she was in first grade. So, yeah, it would probably be about 1970 at this point. Well, maybe, like, 1968. And would this be before or after she saw her grandfather? Uh, this is after that okay. story, yeah. So if so you, she's already seen some ghosts. If you remember a few episodes back, <laughs> I shared another ghost story of my mom's. <laughs> my mom sees ghosts. Great. My um, mom just gets weird gifts from ghosts. But that's fine. When I was getting this story out of her again, because she told me, like, just when we were in Okinawa last year, we were driving past this town of Motobu, and she was like, oh, yeah, that just reminds me of this story I haven't told you. And I was like, shit. The way um, moms do. Right. The way, it's sort of like the John Mulaney. Yeah. Hey, mom, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Yeah. Um, or, like, my mom was like, a friend of mine had her pictures taken by the serial killer, the dating game killer. Have you heard of him? Did I tell you this? And I go, no, no mom, <laughs> you did not tell me this. Tell me everything. <laughs> right? So... So I had to get this story out of her again, and she was like, why do you want this story? I was like, and I just kind of looked at her, and she was like, you're going to tell people this story, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put it on my podcast. She goes, ugh. Like, can you at least change everyone's names? And I was like, Mom, they're not going to look up these people. No, they're going to look them all up. No. I'm Googling them now. No, you're not. I'm starting a letter writing (laughs) campaign. (laughs) No. No, um, I'm drinking blackberry wine, and it is excellent. Yeah, don't, don't, so I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Um, so, so my mom, I did, I got the story out of her. Um, so when my mom was in first grade, so it was probably like 1968 okay. or 69 or so, okay. um, before America gave Okinawa back to Japan. Like, oh, so okay. it's all, it's still, and they're still, I mean, we're like, what, 20 years out of World War II, but yeah. they're still rebuilding. So my mom's in first grade. Her cousin Mieko um, is in seventh grade, and her other cousin Mieko's older sister Katsuko is in tenth grade. And so there is kind of a wide age gap with yeah. this, but my my mom spent a lot of time with them because they were some of the cousins who lived on Okinawa and not Miyako, where the rest of my mom's um, family is from. Mm-hmm. So they grew up in Naha City, which I'm going to show Courtney on a map. You guys can Google Maps this okay. and look it up yourself. Um, but Naha's all the way down here at, like, the southern, uh, okay. almost to the southern tip. That's the biggest city in Okinawa. So Okinawa kind of looks like a forward slash. So just imagine the bottom of the forward slash. Yeah, so, and they needed to get up to Motobu because um, Mieko, my aunt Mieko, um, was going on a trip um, with a school friend during the summer vacation. Sure. And they were going to this island called Iheya. Um, which is off the coast of Motobu, and Motobu is like sort of almost to the north. It's like the upper third okay. of um, of Okinawa. Of your forward slash. Yeah, of the forward slash. And then Iheya. It's like a little dash off of the forward and then slash. And Iheya Island is even further. Oh my god. Further off coast from there. <laughs> so there's a there's there's a ferry that will go from um, the mainland Okinawa from like around mm-hmm. Motobu up to Iheya Island. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, every other day. Okay. And so. Miyako goes with her cousin, her, uh, sorry, Miyako, her, my mom's cousin, goes with her classmate's family up to Iheya, mm-hmm. and Miyako's older sister, Katsuko, mm-hmm. is like, this is bullshit, I want to go on an island trip, <laughs> right? And so she's like, alright, to my mom, 
we're going on this trip. We're going to go find, you know, my sister. We're going to go up to Ihea Island. Okay. And, and so, she was never heard from again. So my, my little first grade mother was like, all right, I have no control over this situation. I'm going to go with my 10th grade cousin on this weird trip to, to another island. And so for some reason, my grandma and my grandpa, like, just let her go. Because, again, this is... Not, late 1960s. Yeah. This is Japan where they have free range children her already. Her cousins are going right? to be there. Her cousin will be there. It's fine. Because just, just like, back po- by dark. Just like in Pokemon, right? Yeah. In, in, po- in America, we're like. <laughs> You're what, 10. You're letting... It's time you figure yourself out, yeah. son. <laughs> and in America, it's like, what the hell? But in Japan, it's like I mean, totally normal. America in the 60s, like, probably. Was... Go outside. I don't want to see you until it's dark. And if you come back before it's dark, you're gonna wait in the damn yard. So, right. so you know, like <laughs> I mean, there were when my mom was working for Japan Airlines. Um, she there was like every weekend there was this one little boy who would come up and check in. Yeah. Because he was flying by himself up to Tokyo for private violin lessons. Damn, that's an intense lesson, right? Yeah, he was. It was a rich family. It was. A, but, I mean, it would have but, to be. <laughs> a, like prodigy child, but every was probably week he a ghost. was in like elementary school and he would just fly up to Tokyo by himself. Probably I, a ghost. I'm too chicken to like fly anywhere by myself. <laughs> I mean, I've done it, but yeah, I'm always don't nervous like to, about yeah. it. I don't like to do. So, so my first grade mother goes <laughs> goes on this weird trip, and so it takes them like two hours by bus to get from Naha up to Motobu. Cool. And when they get there, they see the ferry boat leaving. Uh... <laughs> this is the ferry boat that only comes every two days, right? So they're like, okay, well we could just turn back, and then my my aunt Katsuko is like, no, you know what? We're gonna fi- figure a way to get to this island. We're gonna she swim was it. like, you know, the sixteen-year-old is like adamant <laughs> that we're gonna go to this island, and my six-year-old mother is like, okay, because again, she has no control over the situation. Six. So, so Katsuko finds like some fisherman and is like, hey, oh my God. like, are you are you taking your boat out today? Can you get us to Ihea Island? And he's like, well, I'm not going out today, but I can take you guys tomorrow morning. And Katsuko's like, okay. And so she goes and finds, like, an inn for them to stay at that night. They have dinner. Everything's uh, everything's fine. It's like, you know, sure. Great. Yeah. Um, that evening, oh, this is like, this doesn't have really much to do with the story, but that evening they went to a cafe in town, and the people who run the cafe weren't there, and they just left it in, like, in, left their grandma in charge. Aww. But the grandma only spoke Okinawa, like, Okinawan dialogue. Oh, no. And so they were like, oh, can we get a ham and egg? And she was like, What's a ham and egg? Oh. And like, uh, and they were trying to explain it. She goes, "You, you go to the kitchen and make it yourself." <laughs> and so they're like in this like cafe kitchen, like by Amazing. themselves making their own dinner. This so, sounds like the beginning of a Scooby Doo episode, right? So I'm it's just, just like this, this like weird there. thing. And my mom is like, as she's recalling the story, she's like, "None of this is normal. <laughs> like, this is all very <laughs> what weird." Parents, what, is um, what, what is what is happening here? So, um, so the next morning they they go out back to the the harbor. And the fisherman is ready to go, like, ready to sail, you know, on this thing. My mom's thinking now, she's like, he could have been a kidnapper, oh, a murderer. Sure. He could have just, like, dumped our bodies the in the ocean. The first thing I thought when you were like, they found a fisherman to take him over, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> clearly I'm here, so, like, my mom is okay. <laughs> but the fisherman takes them to Ihea Island, and so Ihea is now, like, another forward slash. Um, the port is kind of in the middle of one side, okay. and then her friend lived, or the her cousin's friend lived on the other side of the island, so okay. they needed to walk along the beach all the way around to get here, and then they get there, <laughs> the and 60s. They're, they're like, hey, you know, we're here, and Miyako, my aunt Miyako is like, what are you guys doing here? Because all of a sudden, like, her first grade cousin, her 10th grade <laughs> older sister are like, just showed up on this island that is not really close to Okinawa. Surprise! It's like a full boat ride, like, away. Like, surprise, we're here. And the family is, like, not prepared either to, right. like, house these people. And so Katsuko is like, yeah, that's fine. We'll get, uh, we'll go to another inn on the island and that's whatever. Yeah. And so they walk back during the daytime to this island, you know, the inn. They check in. They okay. go back to the house. And they play all day with them. And then it gets dark. And they're like, okay, we need to go back to the inn. Like, it's okay. We're fine. This is, again, remote island, no lights, middle of the night. They're walking home, and this is where it gets spooky. They're along the shoreline um, against, like, the, the rocky, like, where the beach turns into, like, an uphill. Yeah. There are all these um, tombs. Because okay. in Okinawa, a lot of Okinawan cemeteries aren't necessarily, like, a gravestone with, like, a marker. Yeah. They're, like these tiny little houses built into the hillside. Okay. They've got, like, a dome. They've got a little entryway, and you put all the family's ashes and cool. stuff, like, urns there. So they look like tiny houses dotting the hillside. But in order to get back to the inn, 
And they, I guess they didn't notice this during the day because they were like, haha, we're it's going. Daytime. Yeah, it's daytime. We're going yeah. to, you know, Miyako's friend's house. This is fine. But at night, all that's, you know, around to illuminate is the moon and the stars. Nothing else. And the no ghosts. street lights, right? And so Katsuko is like, I'm not scared. I'm singing a song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep walking. And my mom is very quiet and just kind of looking around and like, again, I have no control over this situation. <laughs> I'm in first grade. I'm six years old. Like, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm walking through the, through, like, alongside, one side is just ocean. And the other side is cemetery. And the other side is cemetery. Lord. And they're along this, like, you know, lightly paved path. Sure. Alongside the beach. Absolutely. And they're just like, it's the middle of the night. My mom's looking around. And then she suddenly sees... What she thinks was hitodama, which I didn't talk about in the Japanese, like, spooky yeah. episode, but they're these little, like, ghost balls. They're human souls that just kind of hover and float over, like, the tombs of whatever. Heck. Um, You know, um, like, uh, Ghastly? Yeah. From Pokemon? Like a Ghastly. Yeah, and so there's, like, little gold, like, little, like, glowing balls of fire. They also have them, like, in Scottish lore as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're, like, lantern kind of things. Yeah, and so my mom is, like, pretty sure she was looking at those. She goes, or they were just really big fireflies, and it was just really dark, and they were glowing intensely. But I think they were really big fireflies. Really big fireflies. That's a thing. And so my mom is, like, trying not to focus and not trying to, like, trying not to say anything because she doesn't want to freak out her cousin. Sure. Like, so her 10th grade cousin, she's the one who's being the mature one, like, trying to be, like, the the anchor I'm the adult. Right, I'm the adult. And so they're walking along, and then all of a sudden my mom looks, like, a little bit ahead and sees a man. Nope. <laughs> just sitting, but he's not facing them. And she's oh, like, nope. Uh, nope, means he doesn't have a face. This, this, you know, this, like, feeling in your gut where yeah. you're like, this is bad. This, this is bad. Like, this is not of this world. Like when you go to put your foot down at the bottom of the ocean, ocean, there's nothing there. Right? And so she she had this, like, strong feeling, this is not of this planet. Oh, like, this no. is not something that should exist on this plane. Like, it's, like, something from another realm. And so she just grabs Cutsco's hand and just keeps walking a little bit faster. And they walk back to the the inn. And then... That was that? That was that. Yikes. They're, they're fine. Like, it's well, yeah, okay. clearly. Like, a couple like... years later, my mom, like, was reflecting on this and realized, like, she she didn't tell, like, Katsuko or, or Miko oh. about this, but she had told other people where she was, like, I definitely saw something that wasn't, like, of this world. But, yeah, it's just this weird thing. And my mom, like, forgot about this for a really long time until we were driving, it out. We were driving through Motobu last summer, and she yeah. was like, oh. And I was like, mom, what? <laughs> So, so that was a very long-winded story. It was beautiful. But, um, but yeah. So that's the second time my mom saw ghosts. Um, stay tuned in the future for the episode third installment. For, like, every other time that my mom has ever seen a ghost. Because apparently um, she's just a ghost magnet. Because again, like Japan is already kind of a spooky yeah. place as it is. Yeah. But my mom is also a ghost magnet. So even yeah. spookier. Um, I would recommend for all y'all like look up Okinawan um tombs like they're really interesting like architectural marvels um but yeah you could you could see where like walking past a bunch of them in the middle of the night would be really spooky um, <laughs> walking past tombs anyway oh, oh yeah you see what i mean they're like yeah. little houses built into the side and so like anything could be there yikes yeah Okay, that one's believed that the shape of the tombs represent a woman's womb so that the dead, quote, return to the source i do not like that they're at all they're like they call them like turtle turtlebacks yeah I don't so, love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they give, they, they make me feel spooky as well, like, because, uh, like, they still have a bunch of them out and around, and, like, you just walk past one, you're like, oh, I feel like a chill. We should do an episode on burial traditions. We should, Because right? people do some crazy shit Yeah, so, like, I, I always feel a little bit more spooked out there than I do at, like, you know, Harrisonburg had that cemetery in downtown. Oh, yeah. I never felt spooky there, but I feel spooky. I mean, I'm super afraid of zombies, so all graveyards oh. are kind of a no-go for me, but, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, so that was my Okinawan Island story. Love it. Don't take boats. Don't be six years old and take a boat. Right, with like a, I mean, thank you to that friendly fisherman for not killing my mother and throwing her over into the ocean. For not being your standard creepy fisherman. Right, but like, still. But also like, to my grandma and grandpa, like, rest their souls, but what the hell? This is what parents were doing back then. You guys just let my six-year-old mother go? That's what you did. It was like, they're four, they gotta live their lives. (laughs) They're like a little too, that's a little too free range (laughs) for a child. Tamp it down. (laughs) Tamp tamp it down. Like Uh, like a six-year-old just taking a bus for two hours up to Motobu is like... I can't take a bus two hours anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like being on buses that long. Yeah. Speaking of things that are long, do you want to do a featured creature? I would love to do a featured creature. How great was that segue? It was great. 
great if I know what kind of creature this is. So, I I believe I mentioned this to you before. I found two. Mm -hmm. One of them, there was literally no chance you were going to get, but I was like, I want to talk about it because this is amazing. Yeah. Because it has the best name of anything ever. This one, I had heard of. Okay. You might get it. It's not something that I had ever thought of as a cryptid before. Okay. But it does make sense. I don't know why I never thought of it as cryptid. Obviously, it is. So, for our ocean week. I'm a large sea monster with several origin stories. Nice! (laughs) In the first, according to Jewish literature, I'm a big dragon who lives over the sources of the deep the way my compadre behemoth rules over land. Depending on the lore, God may have created a male and female version of me, but then killed the female because if we made little baby usses, we would be too big for the world. Because we're just giant. So little Mm. baby usses would get too big, we'd overrun everything. Mm -hmm. Purportedly, I have horns, and I love this detail, engraved with, quote, I am one of the meanest creatures that inhabit the sea. (laughs) I am 300 miles in length and enter this day into the jaws of the me. Like, they said the name there, so I'm not going to say that part. When I want to eat, I can boil water with my mouth, so essentially spew fire under the ocean, and then that kills stuff, and then I eat it. And also, my eyes can light up. Nice. Um, in some literatures described, I'm having as, as having morning eyes, whatever that means. Um, morning, like... Like, like morning sun. Morning sun, okay. Yeah, like, it's like, it's dark, and then all of a sudden you see light, not, it's my eyeballs. Not morning, like, I'm, I'm sad. sad. No, okay. although I'm probably sad. My oh. lady was killed. Oh, that's true. But, you know, they don't go into it. Um, even though I'm strong AF, I'm afraid of a little baby worm called a killbit, which could cling to my gills and kill me. Just a little bit. See what I did there? Um, ultimately, Jewish lore says that I will be killed by God, and, since I'm kosher, I'll be eaten by people in heaven. In Hebrew, my name means whale. The second origin of lore- our Hebrew kosher wine goes- Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Cheers! Now let's kick it over to Christianity. Okay. In Christianity, I was used as an image of Satan because I was a threat to both God's creatures, and in parentheses in my notes I put, I ate them lols, <laughs> and his creation because I threatened it by raising the waters of chaos and causing upheaval and it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was a whole thing. I've been described as the demon form of envy. Okay. So in pop culture, I pop up a fair amount. Um, obviously, I'm in Pokemon with Kyogre. Is believed to oh, I yeah. believe to have inspired this. In Final Fantasy VIII, there's a me. The Disney movie Atlantis um, has an Atlantean war machine that's named after me. And even in Veep, Gary's signature bag for the vice president is nicknamed for me. Ah! Do you know what I am? I, I have it on the tip of my tongue. Oh no! Uh, this is another banshee oh, moment. No. You oh, got no. this. Oh no! No, because what you said was like 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 the opposite of the behemoth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my name means then, whale. Usually, in a lot of literature, I'm described as just being a big ass whale, so I pop up a lot when people talk about Moby Dick. Le- 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 Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan. 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 You nailed yes. it. Yes. Yes. I'm so proud. Okay. <laughs> my baby. Because when you said the thing about Atlantis, yeah, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, and then you said Veep. <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah, I was like, big bag. I was literally on the Wikipedia page for like pop culture for <laughs> Leviathan, and I'm like, all right, hit me up. What are things that Sasha knows? And there's apparently something in, oh, crap, I can't remember. One of the animes that I'm pretty sure you've watched. Yeah. Um, there's a Leviathan. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, because and in that one, it's the demon form of envy. So I was like, she might get it because of that, but obviously not. So I'm a Leviathan. Okay. Giant ass whale. Um, nice. the one that I did not do because you would not have guessed it. Mm-hmm. Is something called the Bloop, and you can see why I wanted to do it because its <laughs> name is the Bloop, B L O O P. So it might be my new favorite cryptid. So this comes from cryptids.wikia.com, which is also where a lot of the um, Leviathan info came from. So Bloop was a powerful ultra low frequency underwater sound detected by the National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration in 1997. Oh, my dad used to work for them. Oh, did he yeah. hear the Bloop? I, I will ask him. Ask him. Yeah. yeah, ask him if he knows about the bloop. I bet he does. So the sound was similar to that made by icebergs scraping the ocean floor by, mm-hmm. like, ice quakes, which is a thing that apparently happens at the bottom of the ocean because the bottom of the ocean is a horrible nightmare. Right. Um, and it was heard off the coast of South America somewhere, but because of the way the sound varied, there were just variations in the sound that indicate it might have been an animal making them instead yeah. of it being icebergs. So based on how blue whales make noise, they extrapolated that the bloop was more than 250 feet in length. And so it was just this, like, giant... There's a picture yeah. of it on um, cryptids.wikia.com um, that shows it as kind of... Be- it's almost whale-shaped, but it's kind of funny. I recommend you Google it. It's yeah. great. Um, oh, 
Wait, it's not this thing with the giant mouth. It is that thing oh with the giant God, mouth. And that, that little size thing. It's so please good. Please Google it. It's so funny I love it. looking. I love him. <laughs> he might be my new favorite. Um, so um, the reason why they're not sure if it would be more than 250 feet in length is because there's a thing in the ocean called a pistol shrimp. And it's only a few centimeters long, but makes jet engine level noise. Uh, so it's a loud ass motherfucker. Yeah. So... Based on that, the bloop could actually be very small, which oh my God. the name bloop implies. Bloop. Um, also, in my research, I came across there is a thing that looks like a fucking shark octopus. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I almost did that one, but again, I didn't think you would have heard of it. And basically, it was just like, this was a thing that washed up on shore in, like, 1890, and people were like, this is clearly a shark octopus. Oh, my God. Um, it, um, had a, it had a different I name. I want... This show's mascot to be the bloop. I agree. The blo- we'll just call it the bloop the hour bloop from hour. now on. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to bloop hour, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's so good. It's oh just this god, big derpy looking. So I love him. So that's the bloop. Oh man. So I went a little crazy doing my research. No, that's great. <laughs> um, and now you see why the bloop might be my new favorite. I, and I our other that. roommate had actually heard of the bloop. I was like, I have two featured creatures. One's going to be the Leviathan. Don't tell Sasha because she has to guess. The other one, it, she doesn't have to guess because I don't know that she's heard of it. But um, it's called the bloop. And she goes, oh, is that the thing that they heard like deep in the ocean? Yeah. And I was like, yes. I think, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I've heard of like the deep in the ocean noise before. Yeah. But I didn't know of it as like a creature. It's the called bloop. the bloop. Yeah, I just heard of it. <laughs> as like the big the sound that there was like a mis- you know, mysterious ultra low frequency thing. Yeah, as recently as like 2014, they were yeah. coming up with like, oh, it was the sound of an underwater volcano, but they can't conclusively prove if it was a natural phenomenon at this point because I mean, it happened 20 years ago. We also don't know that Missouri's own Momo, the fart <laughs> monster, went for a swim. And just got a little got, scared. Yeah, and just got a, a little farty under the ocean. Got a little farty under the ocean. Got a little bloop under the ocean. <laughs> Y'all, there isn't much ocean in Kentucky. <laughs> also, America's Next Top model. model. There is not a lot of ocean, ocean in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. God bless you, Laura. Right. Um, um, all right, so let's keep talking about this ocean. Yeah, it's scary. Those were good creatures. Thank you. Thank I had you. fun research. There yeah. were a lot of good ones to choose from, and I didn't want to do something super obvious. Yeah. No, I'm glad yeah. that I got the Leviathan. I'm very proud of you. I'm so proud of myself. It is the Leviathan, yep. Oh, man. Yeah, it was like... In Veep, and I was like, they mentioned Leviathan in Veep, and I was like, oh my god, Gary's bad. The Leviathan. Um, Unbelievable. So, um, I have a lot of research, and Sasha's going to riff with me about, um, we're going to start with Haunted Ships. And then we're going to go into um, a shipwreck that isn't necessarily spooky, but that is... Mm -hmm. Really cool, and I won't just want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Also, that section of my notes I called "Holy ship, get wrecked." <laughs> so you're welcome, world. <laughs> Monster. Um, so let's get started talking about haunted ships. Yes. So mostly, I'm going to be talking about the Queen Mary. Yeah. Um, which Destin America calls the most haunted ship in America. Yeah. And um, it's a very famous ship that was converted to a hotel after it retired from sailing after embarking on its final voyage mm-hmm. on Halloween 1967. Like, Halloween, 1967. Mm. They knew. Um, I had heard of it, but I and I knew it didn't sail, mostly because of the Arrested Development episode, where they have the second party on the Queen Mary, and it's bolted to yeah. the dock, so it's not going to go anywhere, but then they try to bolt. Anyway, um, what I didn't know is that it's super haunted, and Marissa, our friend and a friend of the podcast, um, and just generally a delightful human person, um, texted me after listening to the first couple spoof hours being like, you guys should talk about the Queen Mary because it's rumored to be super haunted. And so I finally looked it up. So it lock- launched in 1934. So it's had about mm, 73 years to get super haunted. Right. Um, which is, which is good ghost time. Like ghosts just have so many choices. So, one ghost story from the Queen Mary was used as inspiration for their Halloween event. Mm -hmm. So, the story goes that in World War II, the Queen Mary was called into military service, which is completely true. That's not bullshit. Um, Because the Queen Mary could transport up to 16,000 troops, and so they started having it do that in 1939. Yeah. Um, While she was serving in the war... I'm talking about it like she's a person. Uh, she was repainted gray and renamed the Gray Ghost, which is spooky enough, and those are all true facts. Right. Um... So while in the war, the chef on board was a dick who was also bad at cooking, mm-hmm. um, and the kitchen staff got sick of his shit and finally just shoved him in the oven and left him there, ah! Hansel and Gretel style. Um, so the Halloween event that they did fairly recently saw the chef coming back to life to get revenge on the people who shoved him in the oven and yeah. just left him to roast. 
Um, so outside of this Halloween legend, both guests and staff have reported over the years various apparitions, hearing children laughing when there aren't kids around, mm-hmm. and the smell of cigars when no one is smoking, which is something we see a lot in ghost stories. You right, hear right. kids laughing, you smell c- cigar smoke, yeah, um, and just general. Smell Mark Twain smoking his cigar. cigar and right. flipping the bird to fake psychics all around the world. Yeah. Um, so Adam Mock, who was a writer profiling the paranormal history and whose article I pull a lot of this from because mm-hmm. he did like a play-by-play of his and his wife's experience on this mm-hmm. boat. Um, ship, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, while he was staying there, he asked staff where the most hauntings were reported and mm-hmm. the staff, all of the staff said the same thing. Quote, the entire ship is haunted. <laughs> So, um, from Adam Mock's piece, while they were checking in at the front desk, um, the person working did a double take and said they just saw a shadowy figure for the first time. And he's like, yeah, okay, this is, haha, you saw something. But he said that they seemed visibly shaken, um, and surprised. So he was like, maybe it was real or maybe it was just part of the fun, but it set the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, purportedly the most haunted part of the Queen Mary, which is a big ass ship, um, is the B-deck. So while staying there, Mock and his wife were hoping they'd get lucky and see something because they were staying on the B-deck. Right. Um, they didn't see anything there, though they commented upon the creepiness and the length of this and the seeming endlessness of the corridors. So they said it has a very shining feel mm. because all of the things are kind of designed the same because it's a right. ship and you want it all. So same endless carpet and all the doors look the same and there's the repeating lights and all of that. And there are pictures um, in the article that I pulled a lot of this from and mm-hmm. they're upsetting. Yeah, the I, one of the corridor isn't terrible, but it right. gets steadily creepier. Um, so the most haunted room is, of course, on the B deck, and it's room B three forty, and it's no longer in service allegedly because of poltergeist activity. Like they don't let people in there. Usually the door's locked. Um, they report that lights will flick on and off. Sheets will be ripped off of sleeping guests in this room, and allegedly people have heard an angry voice saying, "Get out." Um, and that was, that was a bridge too far, so they shut it down. Um, there are a few origin stories as to why this room, above all of the others, would have a poltergeist chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Crixio.com, where all this came, it's C-R-I-X-E-O. Crixio. Crixio, I was, yeah. I was just thinking. If you search Queen Mary, Crixio. Wanna go to California? I was literally, <laughs> as I was doing this, I was like, I wanna go and stay I kinda, on this ship. I kinda wanna go Let's stay on this fucking ship. do this. Um, oh. <laughs> we'll do a ghost trip. Um. Because my mom was like, there are all these places where we can do ghost walks where I live. So we'll have to yes, do a whole, we'll have to do a whole California. thing. Yes. We can stay with my mom. Um, so, yeah. So why, why this room? Why right. is this room haunted? So allegedly, um, one legend says that mm-hmm. someone was violently murdered in there and then they just stuck around the way people who were violently right, murdered yeah. do. As, as you do as a ghost. In another, it was a whole family who was murdered oh, and they God. all stuck around as a family affair as you do as a ghost as you do as a I'm ghost thinking, like the season one of american horror story yeah like you everyone just, just chills you just at hang that out. House. yeah that's fine um and in the final one a wicked person mm. died but was not murdered and just stuck around because they're a dick you know the way you do when, you're, you a do. when you're a wicked person you just stick around um purportedly a woman kept her hr office in b340 despite the fact that it was haunted before they fully shut it down um, but before she went in, she would always knock and ask permission so that she would, like, give the heads up to any ghost and be, like, nice and, yeah. you know, polite to the ghost. Like, I got work to do. Yeah. Hey, guys, is it cool if I come in? Cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> How one, considerate. <laughs> right? Very nice, except for one day. Uh-oh. She was, um, running late and she forgot to do this. So she no. just charged it in the room and started working. Um, after a few moments, like, she literally had just set her coffee down on the desk, and then the desk started shaking violently, and it scared her so much that she refused to go into the room ever again. So even if she, like, knocked and asked, she was like, nope, never again, I'm done, get my shit, I'm out. Wow, you fuck up just once. (laughs) Just once, the ghosts were like, you've been so polite, this was rude. Wow. Look at your life. You can't, you can't even, like, make one mistake where no. it's like, oh my god, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so like, sorry, I haven't I had my coffee to... yet, my other had a flat tire, oh, my, my mom's god. sick. No. Ghosts are like, nuh-uh. No. There is no excuse for poor manners. Jesus. Fun fact about ghosts. Very, very proper. Miss Manners, proper. probably a ghost. 
Um, <laughs> probably haunting room B340. Oh, jeez. So room B340 no longer has a sign on the door because it is, in fact, no longer in use because of all the ghosts. Right. Um, so the only way to access it is if you do the paranormal tour of the ship. Which we should so do. So <laughs> if we hypothetically were to stay in the Queen Mary and did the paranormal thing, then you would get into the room. So um, I'm going to pull up these pictures. Yeah. So Sasha can look at them from Crixio.com. So if you just search C-R-I-X-E-O.com and then Queen Mary... So uh, that's it dur- when yeah. it was the Grey Ghost. So that's oh, that Anna's hallway. Shining. It's very shining esque. Yeah. Um, more from the hallway. Or the shining. <laughs> the shining. Oh my god! Even the bar looks yeah. like it's from the shining. Yeah. Yeah. So oh I wonder if god. Kubrick ever was on the Queen yeah, Mary. Yeah, I wonder. Because a lot of it is very that same style. Oh god. So this is room B three forty. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not great. Um, so that's the door from the outside. Yeah. So it's no, no longer labeled. Right. Um, the room itself is just kind of dingy and mm-hmm. just looks like it's been neglected for a while. There's a shower that's really gross. Um, and like weird stains on the door and there's almost like a face uh, in the way the door oh, looks. You see it? Oh, it's like, to- oh my God. It's like Dr. TJ Eckelberg's eyes. Yes. It's, oh, yeah. God. So look at these pictures. Um, podcasts are in a visual medium, but oh, God. the back of the door kind of looks like a face. So, um, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> um, <laughs> So when we stay on the Queen Mary, oh we'll have God. to see it we'll and report back. Oh, so um, there's also the ghost of a little girl haunting the first class pool, which is no longer a pool. Um, it's just a big space. Mm-hmm. Um, she also might be several little girls, but most reports agree that it's a five-year-old girl named Jackie who um, reportedly drowned in the second class swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Um, since that no longer exists and you can class it up when you're a ghost, she moved on up to the first class pool and now just parties there. Nice. So guests have heard water splashing even though the pool is completely dry. Uh, They've seen wet footprints around the pool, stop. seen dark <laughs> apparitions, or the ghost of a woman in 1930s swimwear. So um, there were so many reports that the pool was haunted that the Queen Mary has even live streamed the pool area um, because they were like, you guys can see it for yourself. We're just going to live stream this and then you can, you ghost watchers at home can see if there's ghosts. Oh God. Um, so the pool itself is creepy. I'm going to go back to the photos now. Oh, so yeah. it looks very like 1920s yeah. athletic pool. Right. And because it's, a dry pool, it's upsetting. Yeah. So the even the hallway in, um, they repainted it for um, the Ghosts and Legends tour, which they used to do. Yeah. yeah. But they don't do anymore. So they repainted it to be like this dingy gray right. and green. And then you actually go in and it's very like, uh, it looks clammy. Yeah. It, to the extent that any room can look clammy, it looks yeah. clammy. And it just looks like decaying. Th- yeah. It like looks like if some place were going to be haunted, yeah. it would be this place. Yeah. So, um... It's, like, the same coloring as, like, an abandoned mall. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of looks like it gives that same vibe of just, like, you're in there and you're, like, people used to be in here. Yeah, they kind of seen better times. That kind of, like, like, liminal space where it's, like, this is a place of transition now where it's, like, people used to be here, now they're not really here, Mm -hmm. so it feels like you shouldn't be there anymore. Um, so it was while in the pool that Mock and his wife reported that they finally had a ghostly experience. They heard a small crash and saw the red velvet curtain to their left move, but it was just the maintenance man. But then they said they never saw the maintenance man again, so was it really the maintenance man or was it the ghost of a maintenance man? We just don't know. Yikes. It's okay, we're not on the boat. We're okay. I know. Sasha's face right now is very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it got a little Uh... creepy. Like, I I was doing this research this morning in my pajamas on the couch with my cat on my lap. And I'm like, I am glad that many lights are on and it's like 1030 in the morning. Right. Because yikes. Oh, God. So finally on this tour, um, Mock, the writer, and his wife get to the engine room, which is both cold and dark. So Mm -hmm. great, great building conditions for ghosts. Um, Like many engine rooms, it has safety doors that can provide a watertight seal in the event the ship starts to take on water. So um, the way engine rooms work is they have these doors... um, that will shut in the event that if the ship starts to take on water. So it'll mm-hmm. close off the engine room so that it won't get flooded right. and so that it won't contribute to the ship sinking. So even yeah. if it starts to take off water, they can, like, shut that shit down yeah. and the rest of the ship can stay afloat. Right. So because these are safety doors that provide the watertight seal, they're big-ass doors. Yeah. Very heavy doors. So one of them, door number 13, is the site of a grisly death. Mm. And I couldn't find any information, and I also didn't dig that much, my bad. And of course it's the number 13. Of course it's the number 13. I couldn't find any information about whether or not this was an actual recorded death, but there were details Mm -hmm. in it that were interesting enough that, like, 
we might just be able to real quick Google and do a follow-up yeah. about whether or not this is true. So door number 13 um, is where 18-year-old John Petter was either, he might have been playing a game of chicken with his friends to be like, haha, look, I'm in the door, let's see how long I can wait in this door mm. before it closes, before I hop out. Um, or he might have been reaching for his wrench on the other side of the door as it was closing because he was like, oh shit, I need that wrench. Or um, the door might have been closing due to inclement weather and he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. But unfortunately, the result was always the same. He was trapped by the door, crushed, and killed. Good. Great. Fantastic. Amazing. So, we're doing great. <laughs> um, John has been spotted patrolling around this area before disappearing once he gets to the door. Mm. So, while touring, Mock and his wife spotted a lady with dowsing rods, which are basically metal detectors, oh, but for yeah. ghosts. Um, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, and I like that I called it metal detectors, but for ghosts, but did not call them ghost detectors. I don't know. I... I don't know how my brain works sometimes, <laughs> but metal detectors, but for ghosts. Um, they asked her if she was finding anything with her dowsing rods mm -hmm. in this area, and she said that something was definitely moving the dowsing rod on cer certain questions, um, indicating a ghostly presence. Yeah. And Mock's wife actually felt a growing sense of unease while in the engine room around door number 13, so even though they didn't see anything, she definitely had a bad vibe. Yeah. And we've talked before about how we both very much believe in vibes. Yeah. So that kind of, like, bad feeling in the pit of your stomach, she was getting a lot of that around door number 13. So, you want to know the good news? What's the good news? A lot of the ghost stories may be Disney in origin, because Disney operated the Queen Mary for a few years, oh. so they may have embellished some of the ghost stuff yeah. just to, like, scare up some business. See what I did there? <laughs> scare up some business. It's like earlier today when I was telling my significant other about my plans for the day, and he was like, and I said, yeah, we're recording our podcast today. And he goes, wow, you have a lot on your boat. And I was like, that's hey! so funny, because we're doing a shipwreck episode. We have so much on on our boats. boats. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a lot of the stories uh, might either not be true or might be, like, loosely based in fact right. that they then bulked up because Disney was like, yeah, let's get, let's get butts in seats. Disney in nature. <laughs> um, Good. So, like, Haunted Mansion style. Yeah. Um, oh, I love Haunted Mansion. Yeah, so Disney might have been trying to turn the Queen Mary into the Haunted Mansion, but on a boat. Nice. I'm on a boat. So that's the Queen Mary and how haunted as fuck it is. So, yeah, we're going to have to get out there. You know, Queen Mary, I had to check look it up um, while you're, while you're uh, going on this. But, um, you're good. It reminded me of uh, Pokemon. Mm -hmm. and not the SS Anne, but the other one. It was like in oh, the... Oh, yeah. There, there's a, in the third generation games, um, there's a shipwreck you can, um, you can investigate. Mm -hmm. uh, that also has a little bit of a weird presence. And then in the remake of Gen 3... Um, it becomes, like, this old research facility instead, and uh -huh. also has, like, a ghostly presence and, like, something sinister about it. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, yes, yeah. Pokemon! Yeah. Capitalizing on, like, weird <laughs> ship deaths. <laughs> How very Disney of them. Right. Um, I will say, I literally just Googled John Petter, Queen Mary, yeah. and it is actually, that's a true story. According oh. to the ship's log, he joined the crew on March 30th, 1966, and was engaged in build bilge pumping duties at the time of the accident he was caught in the door at around 3 55 a.m and found by a refrigeration greaser named Cripps shortly thereafter there that's were, upsetting yeah there were no witnesses to the accident but the officers on duty were immediately notified um so yeah he was turning blue due to a lack of oxygen he was removed from the door um by the time the nurse arrived but she wasn't able to determine whether he was dead or alive but he was pronounced dead on his arrival to the ship's hospital so, you can't tell if he's dead. I mean, it, even in 1966, medicine was just a guess. Well, I guess he was, like, kind of shallowly breathing. Oh. So they were like, we'll just give him some morphine and see if that helps. Oh, and then God. they were like, oh, no, uh, he might be dead. Um, shit, what a way to go. But at least he died high. So Cool. Cool. But, yeah, that that's a real dude who died, so that's upsetting. Oh, jeez. Which would explain why you were getting the bad vibes there. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that explains it. Um, so, now on to the next part of my notes. Holy ship, get wrecked! Um, I just wanted to talk about one specific shipwreck that isn't really supernatural, mm -hmm. but it's the coolest thing I've ever fucking heard. Um, and could be kind of spooky, which I get into a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, so this is the Antikythera, mm -hmm. um, shipwreck, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because I don't speak Greek. Um, this ship was discovered by sponge divers in 1900 off the shore of the Greek island Antikythera, um, and it dates back to the Roman era. 
So the best guess is that the stuff on the ship dates back to around 400 BC. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes it amazing is that it has the world's oldest analog computer from 400 BC. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I... I'd heard mention of, like, the Antikythera device, right. or the Antikythera um, mechanism before, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize, like, where it came from. Yeah. It was from a shipwreck. Oh, so, um, the Antikythera mechanism is just a fragment. It was discovered from this shipwreck, mm-hmm. um, and it models the movement of the heavens. It, right. it shows stars. Um, this is from the UK newspaper, The Guardian. Um, it had pointers that displayed the positions of the sun, moon, and planets in the sky, as well as a star calendar, eclipse prediction dial, and a timetable of athletics events, including the Olympics. It's a stunning piece of technology that revolutionizes our understanding of the abilities of the ancient Greece. Greeks. Nothing close to its complexity is known to have been created for well over a thousand years afterward and the emergence of mechanical clocks in medieval Europe. Wow. So, basically, because we'd never found anything like this before, it's like, oh shit, the Greeks understood clockwork in 400 BC. Right. That's insane. Yeah. Like, they were able to build this device that could predict, oh, um, on this day, the moon's gonna look like this. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's so cool. Um, So, uh, as recently as this year, they're still pulling stuff off of this shipwreck because there's just so much on it. So there's, um, they discovered a bronze disc that looks like it would be part of a larger mechanism. So it might be indicative of another analog computer type thing. Um, what's incredible about this is it predates modern clockwork and computers by so much that it's just completely reconceptualized how we think of where how our history has progressed that's amazing it's so cool um so cool so here's where i tried to shoehorn some spoop into it yeah sure maybe it was a time traveler who helped build the device (laughs) so maybe he just went back in time was like hey y'all you want to see a cool thing i can do computer and they were all like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) but probably not probably they're just badasses who were better at clocks than we ever knew um and there's also a lot of human-sized statues on the shipwreck which is just spooky in general so Mm -hmm. Like, they find, like, really elaborately carved, like, bronze arms, um, <laughs> periodically. <laughs> so, I wouldn't want to be that diver that finds, no, it'd be like, like, body parts. Oh, fuck, this is a murdered person, isn't it? Oh, wait, no, it's bronze, we're good. <laughs> that so would be well-preserved. So nice. It's like, oh, wow, this person had some weird skin condition. <laughs> but yeah, they had a lot of life-size statues on oh, that shipwreck. that's so weird. And I also learned um, that there is a, a beach called shipwreck beach um in greece that just it's a combination of it often has very foggy conditions and it has um surprisingly surprising levels of like gravel shore so between the fogginess and the fact that there's gravel a lot of ships would run around there but the antikythera um shipwreck did not run aground there Hmm. but a lot of them do it's kind of like the greece version of the um bermuda triangle oh weird yeah Yeah, or just a lot of shit runs aground so Bermuda Triangle, that's spooky. Yeah, I do want to do an episode where we just explore the Bermuda Triangle, because I know it's spooky, but I don't know, like, I know things disappear and stuff, but but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, right? Yeah. I just know that it is. It's like, oh, I I remember being very little and being, like, super afraid of the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Um, In the same way that I was afraid of quicksand. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And that has now proved to be not relevant to my life. Right. But I I would like to learn more about that. But yeah, so... um, there are a lot of shipwrecks off the coast of Greece, and they just, a lot of them are very cool and full of old stuff, but this is the first one that had, like... Like, a histor- a significant, like, historical finds. Yeah, because, like, like for... think about, we started using computers that were the size of rooms in, what, like, 1940? Yeah, 30s, with, 40s. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the punch cards. Right, right. 400 BC. Yeah. That's... Insane. Insane. 2,000 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Blows my mind. Love it. But, yeah, I was just like, I want to talk about this. I believe I DM'd it to you on Twitter, and I was just yeah. like, this isn't spooky, but I love it. Because, <laughs> um, like, what couldn't they do? It's right. kind of like it's kind of like um, the Mayan calendar, where it's like, oh, they got a lot of shit right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why'd this calendar run out? <laughs> we should also do an episode about the Mayans. Yeah, we should. We have so many episodes have so for many you guys. Episodes. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um. Yeah, actually, what, this... Friday. Yes. Friday, we're going on our first field trip. Yes, for our field trip. We're we- finally going to our um, local psychic. Local psychic. Um, and we're gonna get the five dollar special. 
I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited to get my palm read. Me and too. Maybe get a tarot reading or something. Whatever she does. I know. Like yeah. I don't know what we'll get for five dollars, but depending on her price point, I might just be like, give us give the us work. the whole thing. I <laughs> want to know all of it. Give me a chart. Um, like give my star chart. Yeah, tell tell me my stars. <laughs> um, and we've agreed we're gonna we're gonna keep our chit chat very light. Um, and we're going to try and keep personal details to ourselves. I mean, if we can, we're just, like, not going to talk to each other at all. Yeah, just, like, walk in and be like, we've never done something like this before. We're nervous. Um, (laughs) and then we're not going to record that because that would be rude for that poor woman, but we are going to come back. Um, I do have her phone number memorized, which is an upsetting thing that I have learned. Because, like, she has this sign that advertises the $5 special, and it lists the phone number. And the other day I was driving home from work, and I was like, ooh, I should remember this phone number, and I'll just do it in chunks. And then instead of doing it in chunks, I just memorized the whole phone number while I was sitting at that light, and now it's in my brain forever. So if I ever need to consult a psychic, I can call one. Through your brain power. Through my brain power. Cool. Be like, hey, girl. Um, (laughs) And we verified our hours. We're going to go get the whole shebang and then we're gonna do an episode just about astrology in general and psychics and the whole yeah the whole history of like trying to predict what the fuck is happening in your brain and outside of your brain which yeah i'm so pumped because again i think i've said this before i don't necessarily like like i'm not you know a strong believer in astrology but i do read my horoscope almost every day (laughs) because at lunch one of our football coaches will read all of our (laughs) horoscopes to me to us there you go um yeah i don't i don't really believe in astrology but i enjoy it in the way that i enjoy like america's next top model but obviously that's real i mean like i'm even Um, right now i'm wearing um an alex new alex and ani necklace oh yeah it's the libra look at that oh it's it's got the star the constellation yeah and on the back it has libra birthday nice that's cute yeah that's a good design good job alex and ani sponsor us sponsor us (laughs) (laughs) um and we'll plug your nice things even more than we currently do right um yeah, like, as a Libra, I think some of the stuff about me being a Libra is accurate, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a lot about me can't be contained. Right. To something as simple as... And what's interesting is the difference between, like, Western and Eastern horoscopes, because I know a mm-hmm. lot of people flipped out when, like, every few years the story comes up where it's like, they're changing the zodiac, you're not the sign you think you are, there's a whole extra sign that we didn't know about, um, and it comes out every few years, and that's not actually the case, they're not changing the zodiac, it's just... Eastern Zodiac has an extra sign mm-hmm. versus Western Zodiac, the one we use, which has one sign less. And I can't remember the name of the sign. Right, it's got right, a really right. long name. But we don't use it. And so it obviously it's going to throw off all of the dates because right. there's a whole oh, extra sign in the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go into the whole I thing. Think, I think I'm a pretty good example of a Libra. Yeah. But... I mean, my significant other is also a Libra, uh, and so sometimes, like, Megan will be like, you Libras. <laughs> We're like, what? What do we do? <laughs> I don't I'm very, I'm very loud and yeah. gregarious for being a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm not, I'm not an introvert. I'm very, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Oh my god, everyone! <laughs> um, so. I am uncomfortable when we are not about me. <laughs> exactly. I am feeling uncomfortable when I we are not about me. I am feeling uncomfortable. Um. But, I don't know, maybe that's because I'm a snake, and you guys are not snakes. Oh, yeah, we're horses. Yeah. Nay. 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 Nay, girl. Um, The only thing I can ever remember about the snake sign of the zodiac is that it's like, you're vain, and I'm like, I really don't think I'm that vain. You're so vain. You probably think this zodiac's about you, don't you, don't you. That song upsets me, because that song very clearly is about him. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's not being vain, it's just using your brain. (laughs) That rhymed. You're so brain. brain. (laughs) Good Um, job. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, that's been Ocean and Shipwreck and all of that nonsense. And there are so many other shipwrecks that we're probably going to have to do follow-up episode. I I only got into the Queen Mary because I was like, there's so much here. Here, But I know there's other ghost ships and you have all of those legends about... David Jones. And yeah, and the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. And, and I mean, even thinking about, like, what, the Krakatoa. Yeah. Like, the, the settlement. Or, like, Atlantis. <laughs> right. There Atlantis. was an at, there was a whole island, and then suddenly there wasn't. It was gone. It sank into the sea. That is a very underrated Disney movie. I love that Disney movie. So before I ever saw it, a friend of mine ruined it for me. No. She was like, she was like, my brother ruined the movie Atlantis for me because he pointed out that all of them have square thumbs. 
And then she told me that, and that was all I could see. So I did watch the movie, but the whole time I was just like, <laughs> all of those thumbs are square, and all of their fingers are square. Oh, yeah, and no, just, that, that is something that, yeah, is a little upsetting. Yeah. But the whole movie is so much fun, and it's such great character design, and I love the concept of Atlantis in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like, I like that. I like the lore around Atlantis, too. The idea yeah. that not only did it sink into the sea, but that they're still down there, and they're just like, fuck all y'all, we're good. Right. Because the ocean's big. They could be down there. They could be. We don't know. We, we haven't just don't explored know. all the ocean. We could never explore all of the ocean. There's so much ocean. Right. There was just so much. There's so also, much ocean. I noticed that you didn't finish drinking your wine, and I did. That's <laughs> probably Hold why on. I'm me, the way that I am right <laughs> Let now. me catch up to you real fast. Talk about something. All right. Well, we're two minutes to the end of Spoop Hour. Again, we are at Spoop Hour on Twitter, and we are at... L'chaim. I just finished my Jewish <laughs> wine. <laughs> it's good. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Um, I can't remember the name of this place. We'll right. endorse it next time. This shit's good. Right. Um, it's it's not too alcoholy, and it's like it warms you. It warms. Yeah. Do you feel, I feel the warmth? I feel good. Like I realized after the first couple sips, I was like, ooh, ooh. my throat's warm. Right. And uh, so Courtney is at. Cupcake, Cupcake Owl, Owl 10. 10, and you can see my one tweet every few days, mostly about my cat or about <laughs> some dickhead hitting <laughs> my car. Scratched your car. Yeah. <laughs> Not scratched, like, ran his car yeah, into like your he, car. They ran, like, it had to have made a noise. They did a lot of damage. Yeah. And it's fine. I'm at Sashanico, and uh, so yeah, again, at Spoop Hour, mm-hmm. and then SpoopHour at gmail.com. And hit us up if you want to guest host. We're trying to get our roommates going to guest host. I'm trying to work on um, our friend on the other side of the country to guest host Mm -hmm. and we have a couple of people interested at least one person interested so we're we're interested in having you on if you have a lot of feelings about the ocean or about things that live in forests or whatever something spooky or something like surreal or like a little unhinged talk about it with us or even if you don't have like a full you don't want to do the research or whatever you just want to come on and tell your story and your words love it it. come on over send us a Send us a recording of yeah. you telling us your story. Send us a recording. Yeah, or if good. you're like, I don't like my voice. I want to hear your voice tell my story. Send us it written out. Yeah. We can read. We have eyeballs. Tell us what to talk about next. Yeah. We're working on our schedule. We are. We're, we're booking it through um, the beginning of next year. So yeah. we're we're going. We're yeah. chugging full speed ahead like a ship that's about to wreck. Ah!